Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is January the 4th, 2020. All right. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction, golden age, relentless. We're going to talk about all of that. Strive for greatness. And I did say unconfiscatable. Oh, we're going to talk about that at the beginning. Because even though it's the Beyond Bitcoin show, I've got some Bitcoin news for you at the start of the show. Remember, though, check out This Week in Bitcoin. It was yesterday. A great show with Steve Barber. Blake Anderson made his return and... Ansel Lindner was on also. It was it was so good. Best freaking guest in the space. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I've got answers. So you can type them in to the chat. You can do a super chat or you can just type in Bitcoin Meister. I will, if I notice it, you know, if the, it changes colors, it gets my attention. So I you just can't ask a question without just saying, hey, Adam, what's the uh, square root of four? No, don't, don't do that. You got to do Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. Okay, so... Um, I just found out that I'm going to be in Las Vegas on February the 22nd at Tone Vase's uh, uh, event, Unconfiscatable. So if you're in Las Vegas on February 22nd, I'm only going to be in Vegas that day, that one day. I'm going to be in Los Angeles before that and Los Angeles after that. I'm going to take a day trip to Vegas uh, for Tone's event, Unconfiscatable. It's called In Las Vegas on February 22nd. And I just found that out before the show, got my bus tickets and everything. Oh yeah. You better believe I travel by bus. Pound that like button. And one, one way it was like four, four fifty, four dollars and 50 cents. One way, uh, leave from, from LA to, uh, I got a deal. Of course got a deal. All right. So, um, we said, uh, okay, we got people piling in there. Good. Good to see everyone in there. We got people all over. So first thing I want to talk about and so now we're going beyond Bitcoin because, again, if you're new to the show, Saturday nights, uh, we do shows that don't exactly have to deal with Bitcoin. But I, I tie it in. Current events, health, and your questions for me, the, the Adam Meister lifestyle you get to learn about here and see what I stumble upon during the week uh, when I'm on YouTube. <laughs> and by the way, I hardly watch YouTube. I listen to it. I'm making food. I don't need to see people's faces. That, that's it. And I, you play it at 2x. You play it at 2x. That's how you save time with this. You don't need to see people's faces. If if you're telling someone like, oh, yeah, yeah, your, your facial hair looks different this time. Uh, you're probably not paying too much attention to the content. It's the content that counts. All right. So in Illinois, the, this, the broke state of Illinois, uh, they decided they were going to make uh, marijuana legal. And they are taxing it up the yin-yang here. Now, I'm going to read you a quote. Chris Wright was taxed $21.70 on $78. He waited for more than five hours to make his first legal purchase at Nature's Treatment of Illinois. He paid $58 for Durban poison liquid for his vape, and he also bought a peanut butter milk chocolate bar. Very healthy. In Illinois, recreational marijuana is taxed roughly at 30%. That's on par with uh, 11 other states who have already legalized recreational marijuana. 
Chris says these prices are not sustainable. And if they don't fall, people will turn to their connections. Okay. Chris makes a good point. Now, first of all, people in Illinois, what is your thing, dudes? You wait an app in the cold for five hours to spend on overpriced marijuana. So this was the reason Illinois is selling, allowing marijuana to be sold. They want to cut down on the drug dealers, you know, killing each other. Well, if you price it too high, there's going to be a black market for it still for guys that can sell it cheaper and they'll still be killing each other. They'll still be drug dealers. Okay. And they, you know, they give all sorts of other reasons. This is what happens when you get the government involved. Just legalize it. Don't people don't need permits to sell it. All this nonsense. You don't need to tax it up the yin yang. Just, you know, tax it like a, let anybody sell it at their store, tax it like your usual sales tax. Okay. And then there won't be drug dealers killing each other, selling marijuana anymore. I mean, that, that, that was your, but the bigger point is, well, one, one of, that's one point to it. It's just silly when the government gets their hands on anything, they mess it up. All right. Um, but for you people, and, and, and also Illinois is going to bring in a lot of revenue. Are they cutting down on their government spending? No, they're not cutting, cutting down on their government spending at all. Um, they're, 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 they're getting more government programs from this. It, it never ends. It, it never ends. But dudes, you wait in line for hours and hours in the cold for this stuff. I mean, come on, dude. And you get your Reese's peanut butter cup too, or whatever the guy got. You know, you, you can do what you want to do for your, to your body. That That's your business. But I'm just saying <laughs> this, is, it's an obsession when you wait that long in line to get it. Okay. I mean, you, you got, you got some issues. And I'd say, I say the same thing about the people that wait in line for the latest video game and everything. It, it, it's nonsense. It's really a waste of time. You, you guys are so, I mean, these are the same people that are complaining. They're broke. Okay. Um, you're impulsive people. You, you can wait in line in the cold to waste your money on this, but you, you can't spend some time bettering yourself and learning. Okay. Think about it. Think about it there for a second. People could waste their line in hour for hours getting marijuana and saying that they're, you know, I need this stuff. Life sucks. But they, they can't spend half the time bettering themselves. I mean, that, that's just the mentality. And I know some of you are going to say, oh, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Okay. Some people are fine with it. Clearly, a lot of people are not fine with it. And they they go they go down this rabbit hole. And, and one of the things, the reason I even found out about this story is was Yaron Brook mentioned it. Uh, and he mentioned the black market aspect that there's still going to be a black market. So what was the whole point of this? Um, if you price it too high, you know, 30% tax, but that some of the people are just, you know, just, they don't care that they're, they're the, the reason Illinois is doing it. So all the people numb themselves and they don't realize they're being ripped off all, all sorts of ways that, that, that they're tax slaves, uh, but at least they're volunteering for this tax slavery. Okay. And Gummy Gear said, Bitcoin Meister, are you familiar with BitClub Network? Oh, dude, you, you're, have you watched some of my shows? Uh, you know, when they went down the tube there, I talked about how back in the day, uh, the great Tone Vase and, and others called them out and said they were going to become a scam. When I was uh, earlier in the day, earlier in my days, like in uh, 2014 and 15, I wasn't sure about that because the guy behind BitClub Network uh, was friendly with many, many people who were respected at the time. And so I was like, how can a friendly guy, you know, how can this end up being? But then I, I learned more about a uh, cloud mining and I knew 
I took a firm stand in 2016. All cloud mining is a scam. Do not touch cloud mining. Do not touch things that pretend to be cloud mining. And of course, it ends up that Big Club Network was, yeah, it was a scam. Yeah, it was a complete scam. Now, and I have to give it, I have to give credit for, to someone else. Uh, people, King of the Trolls was associated with it. At one point back in the day when King of the Trolls was a respectable member of the Bitcoin community, he was against uh, the guy uh, behind Big Club Network too. He said, this sounds too good to be true. This sounds too good. To be, and it was too good to be true. So I don't know why you're asking me about this, dude. Um, but I'm, hey, th th I've I talked about it recently when they just went down the tube. But thank, thank you for the question. Uh, all cloud mining is a joke. You should never touch it. Just get the real thing. Bitcoin is the real thing. And uh, we all learned. It was it was an evolutionary process because at the beginning people didn't you know the big club network guys seemed legitimate but yeah you know, by 2016 if you if you didn't understand they were I mean I, that's when I I mean I made a video then and said yeah this is because at one point I said yeah they, they might be okay I but anyway and we're, not, we're we'll get away from that they weren't okay they weren't okay <laughs> at all so and that and that's the bottom line. Because Adam Meister said, no, because Steve Cold, Stone Cold said so. I don't know. Pound that like button for wrestling references. <sighs> oh, this is going to be a long show. If that was, I just got through the first topic. That's Imagine if Silicon Valley disappeared. Yaron Brook brought that up. Silicon Valley produces, now you might not agree with all their politics. There's a lot of liberal dudes over there. But dude, that is the creative engine of this country. And uh, the United States of America is the most powerful country in the history of mankind. So if that was missing, uh, United St the, the whole world's economy would be different. Uh, we wouldn't have the technological innovations that we have. You wouldn't have your iPhone. You might not be watching me right now. So uh, for people who want to tax Silicon Valley, who want to vilify the, the billionaires there, think twice, dude. Think. Imagine this world without Silicon Valley. Now, if it did disappear... Uh, we, we would still have the entertainment industry in the United States. I think the United States would be well off, but the world would be a lesser place. And, and you do have to wonder, though, what innovations are being stifled by the government now, by taxation and, and, and by uh, regulations that we just don't know about? If we didn't have regulations and taxation like we do now, what – God, it, the world would be a lot more futuristic, wouldn't it? But we don't know. We we really don't know. I, I, I say let it fly. Get rid of all the regulations. Let them let them do what they're going to do. Let's not stifle the smart people out there. But I do want you know. There's a little exercise right there. Imagine uh, if Silicon Valley disappeared. Okay. Um, oh, and, and by the way, there's there's some <laughs> there's someone in the chat right now. I'm not going to say he's representing a crypto dividend, and I would compare. Uh, that that to, to BitConnect, if you buy that stuff. I mean, that, that's just the same thing and as uh, as BitClub Network, excuse me, as BitClub Network, not, not BitConnect. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's the same type of thing. You know, a person, a cult of personality. That was what Big, Big Club Network sort of was because you, you, got, you, you bought into this guy's personality. And if you waste your money on, on ever buying uh, such a lowly crypto dividend of a lowly scumbag, um, yeah, you, you're falling for for the same thing, but yeah, I think I think you know who I'm talking about. So, dude, I mean, you you can, and this is the cool thing about being on Adam Meister's channel. I don't censor anyone. So, if you are the representative of this of a lowly scumbag ego coin guy, 
um, who made a worthless crypto dividend, I don't, I don't kick you out of my chat. You can say anything you want over there. You can say anything you want. That's, that's uh, the rules of my chat. I let anyone, I mean, we get all sorts of freaks over there, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what, what you're talking about over there. If, if you're going to pollute my chat, I'm going to say what that dude is. And that dude isn't a good guy. Now, again, if you got this stuff for free and you dumped it, good for you. Then that's, that's fine. Um, but to, to buy it, oh, nonsense. And to let that guy and to help promote that guy and to say that guy's name, to say the name of that, that crypto dividend. I, I'm not I'm not saying the guy's name. I'm not saying the name of his crypto dividend. And so that guy can yelp as much as he wants to in the chat or whatever. Uh, because, yeah, that's that's what we do. over. Anyone can say what they want to do. OK, moving on. So we have uh, Silicon Valley we talked about. Oh, Monday the 6th. Today's the 4th. Sunday's the 5th. Monday the 6th is like the first real work day in such a long time. I, I, I think it's been since Thanksgiving almost. Everything, people have disappeared. People do not work in December anymore in the United States and in the Western world. It is unbelievable. <laughs> it's other People in the Bitcoin have disappeared too. Bitcoin articles and not being printed anymore in Coindesk. People have just been on vacation, not working as hard, doing their thing. Doing whatever. I don't know what the heck they're doing. And I one person, one person has hasn't changed their schedule at all. Udi. Udi, who is in Israel, who is in Tel Aviv, that dude is tweeting at the same rate. He was tweeting in November and October. He doesn't stop. He is working. And I gotta tell you, I was in Israel this time last year. I was in, in Tel Aviv, I think start, what was it, starting either December 5th or 12th of, of uh of uh yeah, of, of 2018. And they don't take any days off of work. Christmas Day, they're all working. New Year's Day, all the kids are going to school there. It's not a holiday there. They continually work. And then you have these haters. Why are they so well off? Why are they? Because they work. So compete. Don't complain. All you people taking off of December complaining about Israel, you're lazy bums. <laughs> and they're not. That, there you go. There's an answer for you. But, hey, you can take vacations off. And if you don't complain, that's fine. And if you're, if that's your way, that is the comfortable world that we live in today. All these people are like, oh, it's so hard in today's world. Yet we have all these people taking off most of December. All of these totally off, totally not doing anything. Totally, that is the comfortable world we live in now. So I mean, it's, uh, I mean, there's the that's the real world. But then you have people telling a story. Oh, the world is horrible. We need to go to socialism. We need to take away from the rich. But but the Half the people complaining about the rich are taking off all of December. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, all right. So no, I'm not. No, that that one's not. Uh... Anyway. So uh, that the, again, you can say what you want over there, uh, crypto dividend dude, if, if you want to. Uh, but I'm I'm not answering. You got to add. That, that's not a. Anyway. You're trolling. You're trolling, uh, crypto dividend dude. You're trolling, man. But that, I mean, I guess that's what your leader tells you to do because any, that that's the thing. And that's what he knows. He is a smart guy. Any attention that that crypto dividend gets, it's it's good. Even if, it, if it's 90% bad attention, if it's 90% people screaming it's a scam, there's still going to be these guys out there, these gamblers that buy your nonsense. It is absolutely nonsense. <laughs> and the market has spoken. It's It's worth one Satoshi. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So again, you you are typing in Bitcoin, Meister. So you're following the rules. I'm, I'm you're following the rules. I know, but I can't. I'm not, not going to say the name of it, and that's it. All right. 
and if you if you really believe in that guy, you have you fall for a, you fall for a strong leader. You're one of those guys who needs someone to tell you what to do. You blindly follow. You would do you believe in BSV? Also, it's the same type of thing. It's the same type of nonsense. You know, to believe in these strong leaders. I'm creating the best one out there. It's the best one. Oh, the, the, for, the, ignore that. Ignore this. Ignore where the money's going. Ignore this, that, and the other. Just, you blindly follow. Be a blindly. Again, you're not. I mean, you're not that special. I'd say about 10% of the people out there just blindly follow people and believe everything they are told. You're one of those guys, I guess, that believes everything they're told, like the BSV guys. So Roman Q says, Trump slams the Iranian terrorist with a missile, Baruch Hashem, and missile, and they blame Israel for it. Oh, of course, of course. I, I haven't heard of blame Israel. Oh, well, at first they suspected it was Israel, but no, the United States took credit for it. And the United States did. I mean, Israel, maybe the Israel helped. I don't know. For for <laughs> it's disgusting. Have you ever had an Iranian Bitcoiner on your show? Innocent Iranians need Bitcoin now more than ever. I have not, but I do know the when they were doing the lightning torch, um, that the guys from Iran sent it to the guys in Tel Aviv. And I thought that was very nice. Um, and it was it was a brave person who who did that. So no, I I, I don't think an Iranian Bitcoiner would that was that would be in Iran would show his face. I don't think they would do that. It's it's not a good idea because they've had many economic problems. They, it, it's uh, They would be considered against the government. That would not be a good idea. I don't know if an Iranian Bitcoiner in Iran has ever shown his face on YouTube. I, I would not recommend uh, an Iranian to do that at all. I don't think that's a good idea. We're going to talk about Iran in a second. Hey, uh, Retro Fred said, he said, check out shield folio notebook i created for writing down private keys well that sounds interesting send me a dm at techbalt t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t i'm not promoting this guy's thing. i don't know exactly what this is but hey i'm on twitter at techbalt everybody can dm me there t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t shield folio i don't like the old the folio you know portfolio and anyway send me your thing send me your thing all right um, let's see what else do we have here. Okay, so we talked about Monday the sixth. So, guys, focus on topics that only you can control. Okay, personal issues. Take care of your personal issues. You can't control um what Trump does. You can't control who's running for president. You can't control who who wins the Democratic uh, debate. So, don't waste your time. Focus on an issue that you have control over. And if you do that, you won't waste time and become bitter and fall out of motion. But if you become obsessed with some of these worldwide issues that you cannot control, you worry about them, you become paranoid about them, you make up stories about them, you go down a rabbit hole of nonsense and you start scapegoating others for your problems, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's what I've, I've talked about uh, many a time. Okay, so the guy says, well, well Retro Fred, she, I'll check out your thing later. I'll, I'll check that out. Shield, I'll check that out later. But, uh, you know, if you really – if this is really awesome, as you say it is, uh, send me a DM. Describe it to me and, um, yeah. But I, I just uh, copied your URL there. So I will I will check it out. Thank you. So there was a movie a long time ago. In the 70s, was it? Beginning of the 70s? Soylent Green, it was called. And it was supposed to take place in the year 2022. The culminative effects of overpopulation, pollution – and the associated effects of global warming have caused severe worldwide shortages of food, water, and housing. There are 40 million people 
in New York City alone, where only the city's elite can afford spacious apartments, clean water, and natural food, and even then at horrendously high prices. The home of the, the homes of the elite usually include concubines who, who are referred to as furniture and serve the tenants as slaves. Okay, so that was, you know, people thought that was going to happen. That was a doom scenario. Compare that to the real thing. Compare that, compare that description of 2022 to what's going on in 2020. And this is the doom mentality. They, they made a movie about the doom mentality. Doomers in the 70s were thinking that's how things were going to be in the 2020s. Guys, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. <laughs> Innovation saves the day. Innovation always comes along. We Life has been getting better and better and better. Life is so much better than when that movie was made. And their, their vision of the future was so doom and gloom and was a, a, a joke. And, and it talked about some of the uh, the buzzwords, uh, overpopulation. Did overpopulation happen? People were paranoid about overpopulation, that the world was going to be too hot, that New York City was going to be a hardly packed place. I mean, New York City, it became an elite. Manhattan is, is oh, it, it's incredible compared to what it was uh, in, the, in the 70s. So uh, I thought that was funny to take a, a look back into popular culture, uh, what they predicted for this time. I mean, it's not 2022 yet, but clearly 2022 isn't going to look a thing like Soylent Green. And I'm not going to give away what Soylent Green is. Hell, man, like fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Vention in his latest video talked about avoiding uh, electrical interference when you sleep. You know, like having a cell phone next to your TV, next to your bed. Uh, I agree with that. I net well. First, I don't have a cell phone. I I I don't have any electric. I turn off the computer. Um, when I did have a cell phone a while ago, I made sure that was not near me, not in the same room as me. Try to stick away. Don't. I mean, some people need to have their like. They're so addicted to. That's the biggest thing that that can cause problems. I mean, people got to have their cell phones. They like put it on their night table right next to your bed. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that is there proof of that. It, I don't know. I just don't think it's a good idea. What's the point? And it shows how addicted you are to the thing. You don't need it when you sleep, for God's sakes. You don't need it when you sleep. You don't need that electronic stuff near you when you're near your head when you sleep. All right. Um, don't be a slave to that stuff. And uh, perhaps being a slave to that stuff might be affecting people's sleep patterns. I don't know. I'll tell you this. I have great sleep. Um, I have to sleep eight hours. My body needs it. it it and i i don't need an alarm clock or anything like to get up for synagogue today i tell myself i gotta be up at 8 30 a.m i'm up at, i'm up before 8 30 a.m i can just i got a natural clock and that's because you know of eating healthy of fasting of, of, of being in motion being in motion all right so there's my health tip of the day avoid that electronic equipment near your head when you sleep or in the same room it, it even uh but the further away from your head the better uh, Retro Fred said, hey, Bitcoin Meister, what do you think about decentralized corporations eventually bringing down big tech companies? No, I don't think that's going to happen. One of the first mainstream examples is the Orchid token. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. You, you want me to say the name of some token. That Okay, dude. I, is that your way to, to promote stuff to, to get to say make me say some tokens name? No, I, I don't. I don't think decentralized is the, the answer to everything, dude. Uh, having a centralized a company uh well-organized centralized company it, it runs more efficient than than some decentralized thing okay um will there be decentralized corporations one day yes something but i don't think it's something that we can really envision properly right now what they're doing now is experimentation let your friends experiment and do whatever they want to do but i, I think uh 
centralized corporations are, are, are here to stay. Um, and they can be run very efficiently if you have a CEO saying no or yes, this goes, that goes. You need decisive leadership in a corporation sometimes. I mean, check out uh, Jeff Bezos over to Amazon and pound that like button. Okay, Bitcoin to the moon said, Bitcoin Meister has a strong hand, long-term thinking mentality, like Bitcoin, pound it. Thank you, Bitcoin to the moon. Hey, by the way, you can get Bitcoin to the moon shirt below and shirts like this, they're all linked to below. All right, someone says they're late. Oh no, dude, you're not late. We're, uh, this is gonna take a, this is gonna take a little while, dude. I got a lot to talk about here. All right, it's good to see you all on this late night, wherever you may be. Uh, and in LA, where I will be soon enough, um, it's still December. I mean, January the 4th, 2020. I hope I said January the 4th, 2020, not December. Don't want to go back in time here. 2020s, baby. Uh, fun here. I, I'm talking about time. Speaking of time, here's a fun article that talks about uh, time distances here. When World War II started, the Civil War felt as far away to Americans as World War II feels to us today. Check that link out below. It gives all sorts of little comparisons like that. I like those type of uh, exercises with the, that compares the, the, time in, in the time that has passed uh, between now and a certain time and the time between that time and the past. Yeah, just check it out. By the way, I said this on a, another show, but since it's the Beyond Bitcoin show, I got to say this uh, latest saying that I made up, El Paso is the Perth of Texas. Now, I will be in El Paso. I've never been there before in my life. I look forward to it. Uh, I'll be there starting February, uh, what was that? What day? I mean, January 14th until February 11th. So I'm in, uh, I'm in uh, Tucson, Arizona right now. But I say that because El Paso is in a beautiful state of Texas, but it's in its own little region. It is not near another large city, just like Perth is in the beautiful country of Australia but it is the most secluded big city on the planet earth. It's the furthest away from another major city. And in terms of uh, Texas, El Paso is the furthest away from another major Texas city. So it's got some comparisons to Perth. I hope it's as quirky as Perth. I really love Perth and I look forward to El Paso. Here we go. Here's something for uh, some of the guys out there. When victimhood becomes currency, it gets counterfeited. Ooh, that's by Bruce Fenton. Then victimhood becomes currency against counterfeited. So yeah, right now, victimhood, everybody wants to be a victim and everyone's making it up. They keep, <laughs> sure, there are real victims out there, but since it's so cool to be a victim, everyone's becoming a fake victim now to be cool. Control your own destiny, guys. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Don't blame anyone else for your problems, okay? You take care of yourself, dudes. You take care of yourself. All these guys scapegoating. They're, they're in doom holes. They're nothing. They're not in motion. And hey, let them. That's it. If, if victimhood is the, hey, that's the that's the mainstream culture now. Let them let them uh, stew in their victimhood and, I don't know, go round and round in circles while the people in motion are changing this world, baby. We're changing this freaking world. All right. So Andrew Yang. I wanted to talk about Andrew Yang. What did I want to say? Oh, no. I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Remind me when I talk about uh, voting. Well, I'm not going to jump down. There. I hope I remember when I talk about uh, my voting later in the show, because I, I am going to vote this year. I found out I'm going to be able to vote. We're going to talk about that in a second. And I'm going to talk about Andrew Yang. 
Uh, okay, so we did the victimhood thing. Yeah, and unfortunately, Andrew Yang uh, does appeal to the victimhood thing because he's saying, "Hey, you guys are you you guys are losing out on your job, so I'll just give you a thousand dollars." All right, um, he is a smart guy, though. Um, all right, so on Twitter, Republican VP was trending a, a few days ago, and they were just because. Joe Biden said that he might – he was asked a, que a question, and he said that he might uh, bring on a Republican VP. And everyone on Twitter starts going crazy. They're like, that is horrible. Joe Biden is horrible. That, that'd be you know, like, like he was inviting Satan to be part of his ticket. And, you know, I thought these guys weren't into generalizations. He didn't name a specific Republican. He said he might put a Republican on his ticket. So these people aren't judging individuals. They're judging groups. Well, what's that sound like? That sounds like racism, doesn't it? You know, when you judge a group, you see you, you see an Asian man and you say, well, he must be this. He must be that. I mean, that's what racism is. I don't get caught up caught up in worrying about stuff too much, but it's it's traditionally the Democrats who are up, or now that are obsessed with racism and making generalizations, and they hear a guy talk about diversifying his ticket, and the, without without knowing who the person is, they make a broad uh, generalization about who could be that Republican he puts on there. It might be a Republican they like. They don't you know, judge the individual there. He's not going to do it anyway. I mean, he, he first of all he doesn't know half the. He was asked a question and he he sort of gave that answer. But uh, and some people in the threads were like, well, just imagine if a Republican, why don't Republicans try to do something like this? Why won't a Republican put a Democrat on his uh suggest putting a Democrat on his ticket? You short-term memory people who think you're all political experts now because you got a Twitter account. The people who say that a Republican would never think of that. You don't remember when John McCain suggested that John Kerry be his running mate? He actually named a person. Okay. And John, John McCain was a Republican. He's deceased now. And he mentioned John Kerry, a Democrat, perhaps as his running mate. Why not? <laughs> so for all the people who are like, why wouldn't Republicans ever suggest? They did. That was and that was in that was twelve years ago, dudes. Um, I mean, perhaps some of these people were in, uh, I guess, elementary school at the time. They just they don't know. I don't know. Who cares? But it just shows you the ignorance that is on Twitter. <laughs> All right. So Roman Q says, when are you picking cities to travel to? Do uh, when you are picking cities to travel to? Do you take into consideration whether the city has a synagogue or not? Yes. Now I do. Now I do. <laughs> yep. Now I do. I didn't, I didn't used to, but I do now. A uh, good question. Very good question. Since, uh, you know, everything changed in uh, 2018. Yes. Yeah. Now I do. So, um, uh, what is this now? Okay. So we talked about the, but good, very good question. Very good. It's like you're reading my mind because it is, it is something that I have, uh, I always make sure I know where, it, where it is, um, when I go to a town now. All right, so Yaron Brook had a great uh, video. This is this is a, 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 one of Yaron was on fire lately, at least the, the videos I've been watching of him. I agree on some stuff with him, definitely, De definitely his take on uh, some of the doomers out there. He's a guy that wants people to be in emotion, so you can take that away from Yaron Brook. But he he mentioned uh, in this one video he mentions Ron Paul and the USS Liberty. Um, 
basically, uh, he says that there are a lot of people who dislike America and they need a storyline. They need an excuse to vilify America. So they take it to extremes by saying like the CIA and the FBI is behind everything that is going on in all of these countries, like uh, the Hong Kong demonstrators, that's not real. The Venezuelan demonstrators, that's not real. It's all, you know, it's, it's CIA funded. It's this, it's that, and the others. They don't, no, no, no. Those, those, those regimes are fine. They were, do, they were elected regimes. You know, it's, they should be, they should be left in power. The people are out there just, they're, they're CIA operatives. It's all the United States trying to take oil and trying to take this and trying to hurt China. And and this is, and this is the Ron Paul, Ron Paul Institute, he was saying, has pro-China articles on it, uh, apparently. And, and, and yeah, the, the whole Ron Paul, it's, it's conspiracy nonsense. It's conspiracy. He's, he's, he's gone down the, the this uh, rabbit hole where the, it's the United States is the evil behind everything. And that is ridiculous. It, it, it is ridiculous. They are people that seek freedom throughout the world naturally. And just because, they, you know, supposedly Maduro was elected doesn't mean they don't have the right to get rid of that guy. OK, and that if the United States want to help those people, let, let the, I, I think it's just to send them uh, funds to help them. Why not help them to, to get rid of such a, a horrible person? And it is it isn't for the oil. It is, the United States just doesn't take the oils. People doesn't don't understand. It's Venezuela that took the oil from the corporations. Okay, legitimate corporations were mining that oil. Okay, and then the state takes it away. That's stealing. The United States doesn't go in there and take the oil for ourselves. It would free the country to be a capitalist country again, where the co- where the companies could take charge of their oil fields and make profits off of it, and you know, not not run it inefficiently like the uh, Venezuelan people do. But it, it isn't a bad. And again, the Ron Paul people they blame it on the bankers. It's all the bankers, or everyone. It's all for the United States has wars for the bankers. United States helps Hong Kong for the bankers. The bankers. These same excuses over and over again. It's scapegoating. It's, Ron Paul's a scapegoat. He's a scapegoat. So um, I, I, I did. I liked uh, how how Iran Brooke did a, a much much better way of explaining the. And I know Ron Paul. A lot of people admire him because he wants to get rid. Said he wanted to get rid of the Fed and all, all this. But he he, he he feels America's the problem for for so much in the world. And no, America doesn't start the problems of this world. No, no, it doesn't. America isn't the villain of this world. Get with it, people. I know it's it's a trendy thing to be uh to be against uh, to be against America to to be uh what's the uh what's the word I'm thinking of there uh, counter whatever it is um no it's America is a should be an inspiration to those people and it is an inspiration to the people of Hong Kong the way America is supposed to be you know individual freedom individual liberty that's what the United States you know what was founded upon. And these countries that we're talking about, China and, and Venezuela, they're not <laughs> into giving uh, individual freedoms to all. Definitely. OK, not at all. Uh, so, yeah, blame blame it on the bankers. So then people start. They always ask Iran Brooke because he's from he's from he was born in Israel. They ask him all sorts of nonsense questions. So some of these the same people that like Ron Paul love the cry about the USS Liberty, which happened uh, in 1967. Uh, and Yaron Brook gave a beautiful explanation of it. Yaron Brook has been in war before. He has been in the fog of war before. There's something called the fog of war. Okay, it gets confusing. In 1967, Israel was about to go to war with seven Arab nations. Okay, um, and in at the start, I believe it was at the start of it, 
um, the United States had a spy ship there and Israel bombed it. Israel bombed the ship. They thought it was an Egyptian ship. They thought it was an Arab ship. They got it wrong. They apologized. They killed Americans. It's a well-known thing. But you get all these conspiracies. And 53 years later, you still have these people whining and screaming about it. Oh, it was, it was a planned thing. They bombed America on purpose. Why on earth would Israel bomb the United States of America when they're about to go to war with all these other Arab countries? Okay. Why? Why would they do that? Why? Did they want to make America their enemy? Like it's 53 years later. Did does it seem like Israel wanted America to become their enemy? Okay. Did they? they no, Israel didn't want to get on America's bad side. Israel didn't want to trick America into helping them. Israel didn't want to do this. Israel did it on their own. Israel before 1967 had no United States weapons. All their weapons were from Europe at that time. I think mostly France they were buying from. It wasn't until after that that the United States did begin selling uh, weapons to Israel. Now, these are all good legitimate points that have been that have been put out there before. But um, it, it, it made no sense to stir up the United States to risk doing such a silly thing like that. Oh, we're go we, we don't want America here, so we're just going to bomb America. <laughs> you're not going to do that when you're about to take on. They were if Israel didn't fight those seven Arab armies, then there would be no Israel. <laughs> they had to focus on what, what the real issue was. But people don't people don't put that in perspective. Israel wasn't trying to make America their enemy, as you can see over the last fifty three years, fifty two years, or whatever. Um, it, it was it was a mistake. It was a mistake in the fog of war. And then the great uh, Yaron Brook points out something that he, being in the Israeli army, that he went he witnessed in the Israeli army in, during the fog of war. He saw Israel mow down a line of its own tanks, okay? That happens sometimes. He said many Israelis died that day. They just, they thought they were bombing a, a, a line of tanks of the Arab enemy and they bombed their own tanks. They killed everybody. Their own lines of tanks they killed. It happens, it happens. But if you were a scapegoater and you were obsessed with Israel, which certain people are, it's it's a sick obsession that I mean well, I mean let them waste their time with that I think it's pretty funny that these guys all they do is worry about what Israel did in 1967 oh they're, they're the cause of all my problems it's Israel that's why I'm poor that's why I'm that's why I'm, I have no friends that's why I'm you know sitting in the same place all day worrying worrying about the end of the world it's Israel's fault it's Israel's fault dude everybody Israel killed their own people by accident Israel killed Americans by accident. It's the fog of freaking war. I'm sure in other wars, I mean, friendly fire is a huge percentage of the people that are killed during wars. It's it's scary. Don't, here's my advice to you people. Don't join the army. <laughs> don't join anybody's army if you don't have to join the army. It's a government program. It's a, there are mistakes in government programs. They happen. But I thought that was really interesting that Iran, you know, he himself said, you know, he saw Israel kill their own people by accident. And it happens. It happens. It's, it's sad. That's that's the fall of the war. Okay, so uh, let's let's move on to a subject of, of a year ago. It was a year ago that my grandmother was in the hospital, and they tried to upsell her on hospice. They were like, "Well, you should you should go to the hospice. You could be comfortable in the hot, which means like you should die." They said you should die because my grandmother it got very ill. It was everything was spiraling out of control, um, and she was on the verge. She was on the verge of death. She almost died. It was, but they, and they didn't want to do the operation and all this stuff. And they were just, because she was 96 years old. Now she's 97 years old. They, they just gave up on her. They're like, you know, she's 96. You know, why don't you go home and die? Hospice is nice. 
we can charge your the insurance company a lot of money for it and blah 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 that'd be great and, but no no she wasn't having that hospice and you know my mom and everybody got her bet long story short they said to go to hospice it's a year later my grandmother's driving her car around life baby life is important you don't throw away your life it ain't over until it's over baby you don't throw in the towel baby you don't do that life is precious so hey i'm i'm happy to say that my grandmother celebrated her 97th birthday the other day uh, on december 28th now it's 2020 so she's back in the 20s again she was already in the 1920s now she's in the 2020s she has lived in every year except the year that's ended in 21 so because she was born in 1922 and now it's 2020. So she hasn't been in a 21 ending year yet, but yeah, that's uh, that's next year's goal. So, I mean, I spoke to her on Friday. She's fine. And uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a lesson right there for you people. You don't give up. You never give up on anything. That's, I mean, that's clearly the, the Meister. Uh, she's not a Meister. She's my mom's mom, but that is uh, my family's uh, that's our way. We do not, we don't give up, baby. You do not, it ain't over until it's freaking over. Actually, my father, I remember when he told me that slogan, he was like, there's this guy named Yogi Berra. I'm like, Yogi Bear? Yogi Berra, the Yankees, he's been fired like three times or something. He has a slogan. It ain't over till it's over. You, Yogiisms, he was telling me about. Of course, I was, I was a little kid. I didn't know exactly what he was talking about, but uh, <laughs> later I, I, I got it. So my dad told me that. It, I don't even say. Okay. Anyway, okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's move to uh, something that surprised me that I did not know about. In the United Kingdom, they pay $195 a year for TV. I I, I, I linked to their television licensing. You, you have to have a TV license in the UK to have TV. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. UK Bitcoin Master told me we have a patrol, we have patrol vans out with large white dishes on top, detecting people with no license. And there could be a hefty fine for watching TV without one. This is, I, I, I was shocked. I had no idea about this. UK, UK people, man. Good luck with that one. All right. And, and that's not, that's just to have regular TV. In America, if you want regular TV, you buy a TV. You put the aerial up. You don't need, you don't, my mom still has regular TV. She doesn't have cable. I mean, it's the, the so I, I guess the logic is controls the airways and gives the permission for the stations to exist. Thus, you have to pay. No. It's, pri it's private enterprise. It's the private uh, the channels that are uh, they're giving out their signal. You get it with your TV. Why do you need a license? You pick up the signal with the TV that they're giving out. Here's a great uh, a great communism quote. We're still not to... God, I still haven't gotten to the Andrew Yang thing yet. Hope I haven't been on you. Great communism quote here from Gary Kasparov, I believe. It's nice they have options about communism now. They, it's great they have opinions about communism now because once you're living in it, you don't get to have an opinion about it anymore. So there was a, a poll of uh, young people in America. That, uh, a lot of them like communism. And so he said, yeah, it, it, and this is what they should be told. It's nice to have opinions about communism now because once you're living it, under it, you don't get to have an opinion about it anymore. Good one there. All right. What Creates Wealth by Prager University? Uh, this is an old video that I just found. And the answer is innovation. And that goes back to the Silicon Valley people. They are, they are uh, producing wealth. 
Innovation produces wealth. Let the innovation fly, baby. Let the innovation fly. So that's why I say even in this cryptocurrency space, let the altcoiners do what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to stumble upon something. Don't, don't try to stifle them. Don't try to stifle them. You're happy with your Bitcoin? That's great. So I linked to that video uh, below. U-Haul, this is from CNN actually. U-Haul says it will stop hiring people who use nicotine in the 21 states where companies are allowed to consider tobacco use when making hiring decisions. The policy will not apply to current employees who make who may smoke or use nicotine in some other manner. Okay. I say, yeah, why not? Because these same states are making their these corporations pay for their employees' health care. So I wouldn't want to hire anyone. If I'm forced to pay for health care, I wouldn't want to hire a smoker either. Companies should be free to uh, reject any employee for any any reason. But that's not the way it is in the, in the United States or in any country uh, that, that I know of. You, you have to, oh, no, you, you can't reject. It, it should be. If, if, the, if the company wants to make a stupid mistake and discriminate against people for a stupid thing, then let them fail. Let them fail. But uh, if if they want to do if they want to discriminate to save some money, let them do it. Whatever. But now we have rules that. But now apparently you can discriminate against uh, because tobacco smoking has become so vilified. And you know, guys, if you want to smoke your tobacco, you you can do it. Whatever. I don't want. I just don't want to pay for your health insurance. Okay. I don't. You you smoking tobacco doesn't mean I get to pay for you smoking tobacco. That, that That's just, that's the way the world should work here. But right now we're living in a world where people think, uh, you know, if, if someone is a poor, then it's the rich person is indebted to the poor person to take care of them. I mean, that's not the way it works. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. So yeah, I'm for, uh, you know, if, if, a, if a company didn't want to hire me because I had black hair, I, I think that's fine. All right. So... Was it so? We, we Iran, the the terrorist leader of the uh, army of Iran, one of the a very popular person in the Middle East among certain people. Uh, the the Iranians had uh, attacked our embassy in uh, the United States embassy in Iraq, and it was part of this guy's clique. They even vandalized it. So you know, in the past, when our embassies have been attacked recently, we do nothing. The United States does nothing. The embassy is supposed to be part of the country. Uh, of, so it, it's just like it's really like attacking Maryland or attacking Delaware. It's that's the way an embassy is thought of. So it, it's like an act of war if someone attacks your embassy. Now, recent people have become used to uh, what happens. Re, you know, Benghazi gets attacked. Uh, what Jimmy Carter did when the uh, Iranian the embassy in Iran got attacked. They're they're used to this peaceful response, et cetera, et cetera. So what did Donald Trump do? What did Donald Trump do? He, he didn't start a war. He didn't invade a country. It, it's what I've been saying. We possess weaponry that is so technologically sophisticated. We don't need men on the ground anymore. We can take care of our problems. So he killed the man who you know, was in charge of all this stuff. That seemed pretty fair. And some other ones that were with him, some other plotters. He destroyed them. He ended it. And oh, were they angry? <laughs> and so what's wrong so now, now all these people are screaming world war three world war three doom talk all over the place uh okay so i i think it's ridiculous uh that uh people are, are scared there's gonna be a world war three because of this no no the iranians they know they know not to push the envelope anymore okay i think they've learned their lesson now are they gonna try some other yeah they might try some other things um 
but they're not starting a war with the United States. They know very well what will happen to them if they start a war with the United States. Um, and that this guy, it, you know, love him or hate him, this leader means business. He's not Jimmy Carter. He's not Barack Obama. He's not them. He's more like what Reagan, what Reagan was. He's more like Reagan. He, uh, and I mean, that's, that's the way you got to act with terrorists. You don't, you don't give terrorists an inch. You don't give a terrorist an inch. If they, if they poke at you, you punch them in the face, you destroy them. <laughs> and that's what he did. Um, so again, it's not a war. All these people on Twitter, you know, they become uh, experts again, you know, in, in vice presidents, they become experts in, they're experts in war. They think a war is about to start. And uh, th again, my question is, why do people keep on signing up for the army though? Why, why do people want to be in the army? Because if you do sign up for the army, you right now, if there's ever going to be a war again, Where's it going to be? It's going to be in the it's going to be in the Middle East. Probably it's going to be in some godforsaken place that's poisonous and disgusting, where you're going to get sick, where you can get shot. Um, you guys, some people are like screaming, like enlist, enlist. If you're such a fan of this, enlist. Now, what are you talking about? People don't need to enlist anymore. We don't need an army anymore. You're naive. We don't need an army anymore. Don't guilt others into your mistake. I mean, if you join the army, if you join that government program and you and you feel like it was a mistake, okay, it was a, learn from it, move on. You're not being sent to Iran right now. No war was just started. I, it's a government welfare program. It, it is the army. That's what it is. If you join, I mean, a lot of people, they they get, they, they join it. And they join for patriotic reasons. That's great. That's great, dude. Know what you're getting into, though. Know what you're getting into. You could be sent somewhere still, even though we shouldn't be sending anyone anywhere. United States doesn't need to send human beings anywhere anymore. They really don't. But for some reason we do sometimes. This situation, we clearly don't need to. Um, but just why would anyone want to be in an organization? Let me ask you guys this. Okay. That is saying enlist. You should enlist. Why would anybody want to be in an organization where you volunteer to be a mindless slave? I mean, so I can go to college for free so I can get prestige. It's not worth it, dude. It's status slavery. You're volunteering for status slavery. If you join any army, if you join any army, you're volunteering for status slavery. You To be a proper member of an army, you must blindly follow orders. Blindly follow. Does that sound like cool to you? Something you, you want to do? Yeah, I want to be in an organization where I'm going to blindly follow where I'm going to blindly follow orders. I can be shot at. I can be killed at any time. Yeah, sounds cool. Sounds cool. And there's no point, and at least for America, there's no point in it anymore for human beings to be on the ground fighting these scumbags anymore. If we want to fight terrorists, we send our drones in there. I mean, if you want to be in the army and play with a joystick in Florida and play with the drone and then shoot Mr. Iranian, okay, cool, whatever. But still, you're blindly following orders. Okay, I mean, be, be careful there, dudes. The, the army is – it's not my cup of tea, definitely. To, again, you can still be sent – uh, in theory, to these godforsaken places, know what you're signing up for, dudes. But uh, no, I, I don't see why the army just doesn't right now say all our armed forces like we don't need humans for this anymore. We don't need humans. We have drones. This is how we're going to do it for now on. If you mess with us, we're not even going to risk our own blood anymore. We're just going to send in our drones and start bombing targeted killings. And, and it's, it's it's clearly easily can be done. This was a high ranking official. Very high ranking. I mean, it's like the second most powerful guy in Iran. So it just shows it, it, it's like they are in the uh, Stone Age still compared to where the United States is. Okay. 
it's it, so think of it that way. So I I, I don't like that we uh, we still have guys running around trying to protect Iraq. It's not it's not necessary to have men on the ground anymore. It really isn't. We live in we are so much more technologically sophisticated than these people are, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think now also people. Uh, I think the Americans are, are seeing like the Israeli perspective on this. You know, the same thing happens to Israel when they kill one of these terrorists. They they go out of their way to be very careful. They use their drone. They kill the terrorists. They blow up. And they're all oh, Israel's so horrible. They killed one man. They did this. They did the other. Here's here's again. Here's all that these terrorists. All they have to stop doing is bombing. You know, Israel bombing the United States, uh, attacking innocent people. That's all they have to stop. Do their own thing. Live in their own little world. And then they want. They won't have to deal with Israel or the United States anymore. They won't have to deal with that. But no, they just can't help themselves. They're impulsive. They want their power. They want their, they want, they lost. You see, these are the people that they don't understand. They already lost. You lost. Why, why didn't just go live your life? You lost. You lost. I don't know. I don't know. They're going to do what they're going to do. But it was a good move. It was definitely a good move by Trump. Definitely a good move. And it's not the start of a war. It's not a start. And, and the funny thing is, for all you guys that are like, oh, it's the CIA that's behind the uprising in Venezuela. Well, how about this? After what happened to uh, Mr. Terrorist in Iran the other day, what do you think uh, Maduro is thinking in Venezuela? Anyway, <laughs> is he feeling more comfortable now? Is he feeling very comfortable walking around Venezuela? Yeah, man. I'm the Maduro. I'm the commie. <laughs> You never know. You never know what's going to happen, dudes. So Will Chamberlain um, has a great reaction to what happened in Iran. Uh, they attacked our embassy, and now they know not to touch the USA. And and and, and everyone, he says that there are all these people on Twitter that are saying we should worry about the reaction of Iran. No, 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 no. Iran should worry about the United States, and that's not the way it used to be. But that's the way it's going to be again. That's the way it should be. They should worry about the United States. The United States shouldn't worry about their reaction. They're a pipsqueak. They're nothing. They should be worried about the – and now they are worried. They are worried now. They know. They've learned. So they should stop their activities. Just do do stop bothering us. <laughs> stop bothering the world. So, yeah, Will, Will Chamberlain, good stuff. All right. What do we got here? Oh, and for those of you interested in political polls, realclearpolitics.com. I link to it below. If you ever need your fix of who's leading the polls, if it's Biden, this, that, the other, it just, you don't need to read a long article. They give a new poll every day. If you're interested in that kind of thing, I link to it below. Okay. So I will be in Maryland for only 14 days from December 12th, which has already passed, until the last day in June. But um, and it, it's for Passover, I'll be back. But it just happens to be, be that the uh, early voting for the Maryland uh, primary election is during that two-week period. So I will be able to vote. Uh, I won't have to do an absentee ballot. I will be able to do early voting in the state of Maryland. So at this point, I'm just going to vote for Yang. Um, it'll be a protest to because I'm, I'm a registered Democrat. Uh, I Since I was – I never changed – Whatever. I when I was like a young kid, I registered and I never changed. Um, it, just, it really doesn't matter that much to me. Uh, so I get to vote in the Democratic primary. So it'll be a protest vote uh, for Andrew Yang because he's definitely uh, he's a long-term thinker. I'll give him that. I definitely don't agree with all of his nonsense, 
but he's from a different uh, he's from a different clique than all these people. He's from that Silicon Valley. Uh, he's got the Silicon Valley mentality. He's from there. Uh, he's entrepreneurial. So I, I'm just this is just a protest vote. So that's who I'm voting for. I know people have asked me. Um, what is this here? Oh yeah, he is. He is the one talk, one guy uh, talking about Bitcoin. He is talking about Bitcoin. So that's that's another reason. Uh, he is long, long term about the future. And it's funny that some of his competitors, like uh, Biden, I, I doubt they've even used a computer before. So I mean, the, so there, there, there's my logic. I'm, I'm going to vote for the person who's uh, you know familiar with Bitcoin, but has got some uh, creative future ideas and is is in touch with uh, technology at least. There's these other guys, my lord. All right, we've got. Uh, let me see. Do we have any other uh, questions? We don't have anybody typing in Bitcoin Meister there. We got a lot of people chatting in there. It's good to see. All right, so Gloria Allred was on Ben Shapiro's show, and I think uh, she's a she's a big lawyer. She's represented a, I think all sorts of, of ladies that have made accusations against uh, powerful men. And she thinks a woman should have control of her own body, but a man can't hire who he wants. At, okay. That uh, if a man discriminates against a woman for whatever reason, he's going to get a big, he's going to get sued. All right. Okay. So a man can't control his business. A woman can't control, a woman can control her body. Now I think, okay, let a woman control her body. Let a woman control her body. Okay. But why can't a man control his own creation, his own business? Okay. She bragged about forcing Trump to let biological men into his beauty pageant. <laughs> okay, a private business should be able to discriminate against people anyway, okay? In any way. They should be able to discriminate against people who believe in what Gloria Aldrin uh, believes in, in, in people uh, that participate in those activities uh, that women are so, uh, that women that say they control their bodies participate in, okay? If a woman participates in that activity, you should be able to say, no, you can't come into my business. But no, Gloria Aldred will sue you for that. But she, I mean, she's fine for, uh, you know, she, she thinks it's perfectly cool for a woman to control her own body and kill whatever's inside of it. She thinks that's fine. Okay, and that's that's cool. But then it's not cool for a man to control his own business. All right. Um, just her, 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 uh, her take on individual rights, it seems like it's a little messed up there. I don't know. Personal responsibility, um, guys, by the way, if you have intercourse, there's a chance you're going to have kids. So you're going to have to worry about it, okay? So if if something is illegal, um, you better – before you uh, – if you're not able to get a medical procedure in a certain state where you get pregnant in, um, well, then don't get pregnant. Don't I mean, when you have intercourse – yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the times you end up making a baby. Okay. So, I mean, she, watch, watch her, her, her uh, argument with uh, Ben Shapiro. I hope I linked to that below. I think I, if not, it was the Sunday special. You can uh, Google Gloria Allred and Ben Shapiro. He was very polite with her. He did a very good job. You know, when you have a guest, you're, you're to be polite and everything. But I, I think she, she definitely showed her, uh, her true colors out there. She's a lawyer. She's gonna sue, sue, sue. That's her. That's her business. That's her business. That's why I, I, you try to avoid lawyers at all, all, all costs. You don't want to get into those legal entang in, entanglements, and it's 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 unfortunate that uh, we we are living in a time where uh, if you do own a regular business, you got to deal with things like this. That's just the way of the game. You got to deal with the Alvarez of the wor world. 
So my, my advice is uh, be very careful who you uh, who you associate with. Okay, Roman Q says, just a reminder, you said before that you hoped you remember to mention something when you talk about Yang. Yeah, that's what that's, I just wanted to, when I talk about voting, I wanted to make sure that I was gonna mention that I was gonna vote for Yang and the reasons I was gonna vote for Yang. Can UBI work without, with Bitcoin when you cannot, when you cannot print it? Well, what's that exact, I mean, is UB, universal basic income with Bitcoin? You couldn't, no, 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 no. It could not work with Bitcoin. If, if the universal basic income was being paid Paid with Bitcoin? No, it wouldn't work. You, a universal basic income has to be paid with a fiat currency. It has to be paid with something that you could just keep printing and printing and printing. It has to. That, that, that's the only way it's going to work. It, it cannot be a limited uh, a limited uh, currency. Uh, you need to be able to print as much of it as possible. And I think, uh, on, on a, hey, if UBI happens, it'll help Bitcoin. It, it will help Bitcoin. It, it will cause uh, inflation in the dollar. It will cause uh, some inflation. It will get. It will cause more people to become addicted to the, the United States government. It, it, it'll probably make the. Uh, it'll prop. It, it, it might even prop up the welfare dollar. Make the dollar more respectable in some people's eyes. I don't know, um, but uh, you, you'll definitely be able to see a clear difference between Bitcoin. At least smart people will be able able to. You see, the thing is, if the welfare dollar is propped up then people will believe the story of its greatness and the 80 percenters will still be hooked on it. And you'll know the truth. You'll be in Bitcoin. You'll be fine. That's the beauty of the Bitcoin overlay. So I, I, the, the dollar isn't going anywhere. I am not threatened by the dollar at all. I think the dollar is, it's great for the people who use it. It's a spending, it's a spending token. It's a spending. It's not, you're not the saving it. UBI will make it less of a savings mechanism. It's not a savings mechanism at all. It'll be making it more of a spending mechanism. So those of us who believe in savings, we will already have been in Bitcoin at that point. So value your wealth in Bitcoin. Let them do the UBI thing. I'm kind of curious to see how that experiment would turn out. Now, I really, I believe in UBI. I think UBI would be great if they got rid of all other welfare. If you could not be on any other kind of welfare program, if you got UBI, but that's not going to be the case. And also, I don't like that part of the UBI thing might be funded part of his proposal is, is being funded by a uh, a value-added tax uh, uh, on everything, a national sales tax. Now, don't add another darn tax. Just print the darn money. Just print the darn money. All right. And yes, so yes, and that would be a, a tax by inflation on savers in dollars. But I'm not a savers in dollars. I saver in dollar. I know better than that. Okay, pound that like button. Jayant Bandari, and thank you for the questions. Jayant Bandari says, um, the great, he's been on my show before. He's a, he's a straight shooter. Uh, he, he actually talks about Hong Kong here, and I'm going to, as I, he, was in, he was in Hong Kong. As I write from my four-star hotel in, Kong, in Hong Kong, which cost me a mere $25 per day, I cannot but think about how erroneously risk is priced into the market. When I arrived at Hong Kong airport was eerily quiet with tourists avoiding it. Unbeknownst to them, however, Hong Kong continues to be one of the safest places on the planet. So I said this before in a previous video that I think now would be a great time to go to Hong Kong, that I bet it's pretty cheap to go to Hong Kong right now. 
So what he's saying is that people are scared to go to Hong Kong. Thus, the, the market is saying we're not coming here and the prices are dropping on the hotels because no one's going there. But yet it's safe. So they're incorrect. So, yeah, there are protests going on. But if you're not in the protest, if you're just there in business, he just said he's paying $25 a night for a four-star hotel in Hong Kong. And I did check the Airbnbs for Hong Kong, and it did seem like it was cheaper. So those of you who you know admire my uh, traveling around the world uh, style, how I don't live anywhere. I just go from place to place, Airbnb to another. And you want to try it out at a kind of an exotic place, go to Hong Kong now. Go there now. It's cheap. Go visit, just avoid the protests. You'll get to you know experience a different culture. It's a, it's a good value now. It's cheap. Get a good get a cheap airline ticket possibly. There's some deals that come out here and there. And I I, I give you other good starter cities too. Santiago, Chile. They're having protests now. It's 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 always cheap in Santiago. Go to Santiago. It's safe. It's fine. Um, and yeah, I've given other recommendations in the past, but I I do like how Giant uh, definitely lent some uh, credence to my uh, my theory there that Hong Kong would be cheap this time of year because of all the negative press that it's getting. And I wouldn't be surprised now that everyone's scared, oh, Iran is going to try to do something stupid. That uh, and, and they mentioned Tel Aviv in one of their propaganda, one of their guys said something about Tel Aviv, that it's probably cheaper to go to Tel Aviv now too, that some tourists will be scared to go to Israel now because they think World War III is about to start or something like that. It's a great, and I'll be in Israel in May. I mean, it's it's totally fine. It's totally fine. They, they're not attacking Israel. They're not that stupid. <laughs> they, I mean, again, they, they exactly know what's going to happen now, uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Trump. That was a good, good move on his part there. You know, you got to smack this terrorist around sometimes. All right, so that is it, I believe. Yeah, we'll leave it on that Hong Kong thing. All right, let's see. Uh, someone says, Adam, vote for R. Well, I, I can't vote in the Democratic primary. I can't vote for an R. You, you got to vote for a Democrat. When you're registered Democrat in the Democratic primary, you vote for a Democrat. All right. Uh, all right. Am I going to be – I don't know where I'm going to be in the general election. And by the, Okay. Remember, guys, the way general election works, um, it's the Electoral College, and I am from a state that I, I can already guarantee you is going to go for the Democrat. Um, I actually guaranteed that in the year 2012. Like I, I probably could have get, I can guarantee you that in the year 2028, the state of Maryland is going to go to a Democrat. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter who I vote for in the, uh, in the general election. Does, does it, I, or if I vote at all, it's that overwhelming in the state of Maryland, the state of Maryland is not a he, the uh, Donald Trump is not spending any money in, uh, in the state of Maryland, no Republican. If Maryland was ever on the table, then the Republican would be guaranteed to win. If it was even a question of Maryland not being a Democratic state in the Electoral College, the Republican would win. It was something would be totally off with the world. Uh, so no, my my vote doesn't count in the uh, in the general election. It's just not the way uh, the the I, I like the Electoral College setup. It gives power to the states. Um, we, we should we should never go to a pop night state should never go to a popular vote. Again, this is if you if you care so much about politics and all that stuff. But again, it's the Beyond Bitcoin show. So again, I'm a registered voter in the state of Maryland, um, and it will go Democrat in 2020, 2024, and 2028, 2032. Also, it's not nothing I can do about it. And uh, the Republicans do not spend any money uh, for a presidential election in in Maryland. It's a total. It would be a total waste of their money. It only boils down to like ten states. Um, 
Pennsylvania. If I was in Pennsylvania, it would be, it would be different. Or Michigan and Florida. Okay, we went into that in another video. All right, dudes. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out all the links below. Get the shirts. Thanks a lot, dudes. I will say hi to all you guys in the chat and click on those squares. Pound that like button. See ya.